0: Welcome to Buildings of Tomorrow. My name is John Lester, and today I'm joined by two really exciting guests all the way from the United States of America. I'm joined by Eric Stromquist and Ken Smyers from the Control Tens podcast. The way that we met was because we're fellow podcasters. We we like making a little bit of noise and passing information along to our industry. And you've got a great uh, podcast called Control Trends, which has been going for, please correct me if I'm wrong, but... We're talking years, right? How I think it's what close to ten years now. I didn't count Ten years—that has oh, to be a celebration, surely. Yeah. Thank well, you. We have Thank a the control
1: talk now. I think we're up at the episode. Was it three thirty-eight? So there's three hundred thirty-eight of those out there somewhere. Well,
2: that's amazing. That's what we renamed the control trends. Control talk now. Before that, it was HVAC news of the
0: week. So. Beautiful. Beautiful. And, and you know, one of the interesting things we've had a chat about it uh, in just our, our discussions leading up to it is, you know, over this time, over all these different episodes, you've met so many people from the industry who do different things, that have different, um, you know, skills and different knowledge. But, what we we're centered around, you know, one of the things that, that uh, translate to all of those people over this last 10 years of, of conversations is that buildings is our common language. Could you give me a little bit of an insight on what you think about that?
1: Well, sure. I'll take the first uh, stab at that. Uh, Eric and I have been fortunate enough to travel on, on behalf of Control Trends to various uh, global events and and, uh, and and basically report there. And one of the things we do is we go to these these fabulous buildings around the world and we see the remarkable architect and engineering to restore these buildings and make them functional and sustainable. And yet they're 600, 700 years old. And so Eric and I had made a point that, you know, no matter where you go in the world, you know, once you step inside of a a restaurant or a building or, you know, a, a train station, we're faced with the same problems. And that is, you know, providing, HVAC, cooling, air conditioning is very critical in certain times. And of course, heating, but the indoor air quality. But Europe gave us a great sense of the, the greenery aspects. Everything you know is organic. Every, you know, everybody's trying to make an effort to, to sustain and be a good steward. And that's kind of neat. That's a universal thing. It's coming to the States too. So I think we're we're on board with that.
2: Yeah, I would, I would agree with what Kenny said. I mean, I think energy is, uh, savings is kind of a common thing that everybody's trying to accomplish. I think To Kenny's point, more so in Europe and maybe in uh, uh, Australia, too. It seems like energy might be more of a driver. But also, uh, I think we're seeing the the, the tenant comfort being a common denominator there, meaning that I think the savvy building owners are realizing that their building now can become a differentiator. As you get the millennials and all, they could have a space that they can work in. It has to be controlled well, and they have to feel like they have a symbiotic relationship with it.
0: Yeah, I really love that point because absolutely, I think as an industry, we're getting a better understanding of that impact that the building has because we spend so much time in them. You guys are out on the road every day. You're out talking with people in the industry in different parts. Is this a conversation that you're having regularly?
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. I see. In our in in part of the world, United States, a, a lot of things are, are optional. You know, so building owners they make decisions on you know, first cost or whatever. And then, our job is to try to get all those messages that, that we had talked about uh, over the time three thirty, three hundred, and then where's the best investments and in how to make things you know uh, modular. You know, get in, get control of it. You know, and then of course this, this enormous appetite for data, and 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 basically. Uh, each part of the world that we've seen has a different style of approaching that. You know, certain countries, there's no choice. You are going to get this done or there's going to be a handsome penalty to pay in, in, in the United States. We're still trying to, uh, you know, we've got 50 different States with 50 different ways to solve the same thing. So there's a, there's no uh, cookie cutter approach. we got to, we got to go in. So we have a, our hands are really challenged our, our hands are full of telling the message of why these building owners need to adopt these things because they're both economical for energy savings and then they give the best user comfort. And then we have security and safety uh, that's really becoming hot. And and so we got to integrate those whole concepts into a single platform.
2: Yeah, I would echo what Kenny's saying. I think in the States now, it's less driven maybe by energy savings where a lot of things that are optional. So I think that is both uh, an opportunity and and also an obstacle, meaning if you're just focused on low cost, low price, and not creating more value by bringing things to an owner's attention, like uh, tenant comfort and using your building as a a differentiator by having people in the building be more uh, effective. Then you're you're probably playing on the wrong end of that, that field. So I, I think it's the people that are doing that are being very successful, and I think we're getting more shifting more from
0: a price only to a value plus price type model. Yeah, which is only a good thing. Yeah, you know, because. Deep is not better and and these are such important pieces of infrastructure they're such important assets do, do you find a challenge because you know it's great to hear that this is happening more often but energy is a, is a is something that's quite easy to measure you know we have a meter somewhere we can do a report we can we can compare it to last year after we made some changes and we can we can put a number down um, how do you see it in 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 your industry and in your conversations how do you quantify or how do you have that conversation to justify that investment? effectively? I
2: I want to start with this because it's going to sound a bit strange, but it all depends on where you are. If you're in California or Texas, it's it's less optional. In Georgia, for instance, where I I am, uh, you you got to realize these utilities are publicly traded companies, right? So they got to make money. So you don't get many incentives for saving energy in Georgia right now. Very, very few. Uh, whereas if you go to Pittsburgh or other areas of the country, they're they're more incentive-driven by the power companies to conserve energy. So I think it sort of depends on where you're, you're at. Would you agree, Kenny? Oh yeah certainly I
1: mean yeah, the, the mighty dollar uh, you know takes first, first precedent. but we're seeing some interesting things with that, those metrics that you're talking about like uh, one of the great initiatives was, was, was with lighting now that the, they've actually been able to produce a metric that uh, means that lighting has such a great impact on people's behaviors and, and productivity that different school systems are adopting an eight scenario uh, you know uh, routine for, for lighting at different times of the day for the students. When they come in they're all uh, jumping getting off the bus and, and it's noisy everything they do something with the lights you know so it created a great interest and concern uh, you know how that was going to be addressed because there's no universal standard but they know that there's something there so the metrics have come forth with the circadian rhythms and the stuff that they did from increasing chicken production egg production with chickens all the way now to the healthcare industry that if they can take care of those lights and integrate it with HVAC they can get a patient out of the hospital and help them recuperate quicker so those things are coming to light yes
0: I, I absolutely love that because it's it's not just you know Driving these systems and ensuring that we do our job really well has a positive impact on on the users of the building, but also we can start to design our control strategies around those outcomes. Like that's a that's a really powerful change compared to having a single focus, but a challenge. How, you know, how How do we absorb this as we get more understanding? it could be like technology we now we 're using lighting control and understanding circadian rhythms. It could be the next day we we decide that at three o 'clock in the afternoon we need to change our set point for c o two so that we can get people excited again like this is this is a this is a fun but a slippery slippery uh, slope right. that we could be on. Here.
2: Well, John, sure. John I, I think so. And then here again, you know, in the U.S., unfortunately, because of the gun laws or whatever, we have all these shootings in schools and stuff like that. It's very, very unfortunate. But, you know, here's sort of an interesting thing where the control system can become one of the hub centers, right? And, you know, Kenny's company handles a product, and it basically hooks into the front-end system. So if there's a shooting, it identifies where the shooter is. Via a gun, a gun flash, and a gun sound, uh, so that when the first responders get there, they know where the perpetrator is. In seconds, can save tons of lives. So, I think I think at the heart of it is begin to think of the control system as more than like you you said earlier, just temperature controls. There's so many things it can do because we're connecting IoT devices and all kinds of devices together. So again, it's it's sort of like you're uh, an artist and you've got you've only painted with one or two colors, and now you got a whole bunch of colors you can create whatever kind of masterpiece you want it's just dependent on your imagination and your ability to communicate the value to the person that's ultimately going to pay for
0: it i I, I couldn't agree more i think how how exciting is it that uh all of a sudden we're, we're to the point of not having to focus on our traditional uh the traditional aspects of the industry but start to use all of our systems as our eyes and ears to 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 start to have positive impact across all the different aspects of the building
1: Absolutely. And I think the, um, you know, it's, it's been a, an interesting evolution, but the technology is here. There's no question about it. I mean, some of the great minds and some of the great works uh, from the big companies, the big mature vendors that have really, you know, produced, you know, basically the first world reality that we live in uh, that, that makes this possible and then you have all these other uh, you know uh, startups and, and different people from the iot world coming in and looking at it so now they're presenting this technology so it's a matter of adoption and and and, and in, in, in you know uh, in one of your previous podcasts you mentioned that there, there are big difficulties saying sh- cyber security is each single building presents its own set of opportunities and challenges yeah. it's a, the, each building each each school district each each you know corporate center introduces different sets of people that represents opportunities and challenges yeah. and and you can't get really proficient at something that's so has so many swinging variables and, and you know moving parts that you know so so what you have to do is rely on you know the different uh, the ash rays and, and and the building codes and the bomas and and but more importantly the education of the owner and the end user
0: yeah absolutely and and you know this new generation that that come with so much creativity and and skill to start to find new applications for all this information we're collecting and and find those opportunities in one building or 100 buildings that could completely change that scope it's a really exciting time sure is. Eric, Ken, thank you so much. I appreciate the time. Everyone who's out there, please have please take the opportunity to listen to Control Trends. It's a great podcast. It really gives some great insights. Um, and also, please ensure to like, comment, and share this episode and subscribe to us here on this channel. We'll see you again soon. Thanks, John.
2: Thanks, John.